Although I'm talking about the U.S. midterm elections in this video, I do believe that this is a message for the world. And at the time of me speaking of this right now to you, I do not know exactly what the message is, but I'm trusting it's going to come out and it's going to be somewhat entertaining for you as well, I trust. Let me begin with a clip, and you've seen things like this beforehand, but it's very important to establish this premise as we get into the details of this video. Fox San Antonio's Jessica Headley. And I'm Ryan Wolf. Our, our greatest, greatest responsibility, responsibility is, to is to serve our, our Treasure Valley communities. The El Paso Las Cruces communities. Eastern Iowa communities. Mid-Michigan communities. We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that CBS 4 News produces. But we are concerned about trouble trying to be responsible, one-sided news stories plaguing our country. Plaguing our country. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish the same fake stories without checking facts first. The sharing of biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too common, common on, on social, social media. media. More alarming, some media this is extremely dangerous to our democracy. 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 Hi, I'm Fox San Antonio's just. And they are exactly right. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. These script readers know they're lying to you. They get paid handsomely. Perhaps that's part of the justification that they use. Sorry, just give me one second here. I've got a new setup and my mouse is going crazy. It is not tracking properly. And I'm trying to, I just have to change some settings here real quick. Hey, you can tell I'm not reading the script. <laughs> this is live. And by the way, uh, my name is Jeff. Welcome to Right On Radio. The tagline of the show is live right in the real world where we will show you the real world, visible and invisible, and then you decide how you want to live in it. So the uh, it's Thursday, two days after the midterm elections. The votes are still not counted uh, completely. Balance of power at the time of this recording, not decided. 
but I want you to just think about a couple things. Now, I've been saying for a long time now that there is no right and left. This is a way to control people. This is a way to... Kings have done it since before Christ, okay? And how much more advanced are they now at understanding how the mind works? You know, if you're a conservative and, you know, you feel that more people are getting in office, you feel, man, I got a voice there. And then the liberals, and it goes back and forth and back and forth. Here's an example I want to give to you. In 2016, when Donald Trump won the election, Hillary went on a four-year tour saying that the election was rigged, uh, Vladimir Putin did it. You know, she gave every, she wrote a book on the excuses of why she lost the election and she harped on it. And then 2020 happened and some people on the right started complaining. And of course they're election deniers. And, you know, it was the safest election in the history of the United States. You can trust it they told us. And then just a day before, uh, on Monday, I think it actually started on Sunday, but basically 24 hours before the midterms, the mainstream media, all of them started repeating that, Hey, you know what? We can't trust these machines. You know, there's there, these, there can be fraud happening. Now I just want you to pay attention. It was the left in 2016, and we can go back historically much further than this. So this goes back, you know, really to 2000, uh, yeah, 2001 uh, with the Bush-Gore thing. But Hillary Clinton left, Donald Trump right, midterms left and right. You see, the system has to come down and people are going to start agreeing that it has to be redone. This brings up really interesting points because to me, and I have always said that you'll never get your country back. You'll never get the world back as long as the legacy media is standing in its current form. We can't. If you yell fire and no one hears you, you're not communicating. If you can say things, but you know your voice is drowned out by all these other voices, no one heard you. So we need to get a responsible media back. And I think at one point they probably were responsible, or at least partly responsible. There was good journalists. There's still a couple. But they're censored. They're knocked down. They're not allowed to do certain stories. And we've seen that over and over again. And right now, quite honestly, you know, even some of the good ones there's just way too many stories to get to them all. So 
there's very few legitimate reporters and there's way too many stories and rabbit holes to go down. So we are in a predicament here and the media has to fall. Now we've seen the legacy media ratings really being demolished and we see trust in the media less than 10% of the people now actually trust the media. However, I would say probably around 50% of people are still at maybe more still being programmed by the media. But things are changing. And on Tuesday night, I was watching the Fox coverage of the selection that I like to call it. And it was a comedy show. (laughs) It really was a comedy show. They've got the ticker running along the bottom and, you know, a bunch of races that, you know, I wasn't familiar with the names. There was a couple big names that I didn't even see come up on the screen at all. And, you know, there's obviously a lot of candidates, you know, like 600 and change for, uh, in total, uh, between the house and the Senate, but, Actually, not all senators were up for re-election, but still, there was a lot of names. They can't cover everyone, but there was a couple big names that I didn't see, maybe just because they were a sure thing. I don't know, but it was amazing with some of the smaller races that were being done. Literally, the thing said 0% in, and we can now proclaim this person is the winner. Right? Zero percent reporting, and this person's the winner. Or, you know, and and then they'll have another one. It's a you know thirteen percent reporting, and they're at uh, you know forty nine and fifty one percent or something like that. And we can now declare this person is the winner. And a couple more things. And uh, I had a great conversation with a friend yesterday. And he pointed out something, just a really, really basic thought that is worth considering. When you fill out your ballot, you know, you'll have, let's say, your governor at the top, and then you'll have your pick for your senator, then you'll have your pick for your congressman, and there's a bunch of names on one single ballot. But... You know, when they have a really, really close governor's race, for instance, they can call the governor's race, but they can't call the Senate race. Huh. Why could that be happening? Don't they count the same ballot? Do they count it? Do they count all the ballots first for the governor and then take the same ballot, then count it again for the Senate? Come on, folks. Wake up. And I understand there could be delays with some projections and stuff, depending on what the spread is. But if they have really close races, they can call the governor and they can't call the Senate. They're on the, it's on the same piece of paper, folks. Do you understand? So today I was supposed to have a guest on 
And uh, last night I was informed that it probably wouldn't happen. And uh, I'm going to reschedule. Uh, just unfortunate circumstances. Uh, if you know who I'm talking about, please say a prayer. Um, so this morning, you know, I woke up and uh, I had confirmation she would not be able to uh, to be on the show today. And so I just started praying, Lord, what would you have me do? And and in my mind, I've got to tell you that uh, I was thinking, man, I want to do another one of these rock expose shows because let's face it, I know a lot about rock and roll, uh, kind of lived a rock and roll life. And, uh, and now I'm exposing it. So I really wanted to do that, but I just felt there was something else. And I'm scrolling through my phone, you know, looking at YouTube and stuff like that. And uh, there was one video that uh, I easily would have passed up because quite honestly, I'm not a fan of the person who makes the video. And uh, this person calls himself a prophet. Um, to me, that has not been proven. And, uh, I just, it, the, the person doesn't check the boxes for me. Uh, I don't stand in judgment, but I do use my own judgment of what I want to put into my mind. And, uh, this person isn't one of them, but I scrolled past this video by it's Hank Gunneman, by the way, I'll just say it. Uh, I don't want to upset some of you if you're a fan of his. Look, this is just me. You uh, you walk your own walk. But normally I would pass it by, and I did. I just kept scrolling, but I felt an egging to go back and listen to this. And this was recorded, uh, I guess, on the Sunday before uh, the midterms happened. And it wasn't him being a prophet, as he calls himself, but it was more just him giving a, a sermon in his uh, in his church. And I thought, why am I being compelled to watch this? And so I hit the video, and I get the first 10, 15 seconds of it. And then, you know, I always, whenever there's a half an hour video or anything like that, and I'm not interested in it, I just... Lord, just show me what I want to see. So I drag the cursor and, you know, stop at seven minutes or whatever it is. And there's one word, bang, it drops on me. And so then I scrolled again and I went past it and I, I'm going to do a rock show. But this kept bugging me and bugging me. And I, I understand the point he was making. I think it's going to come out differently here. And honestly, I'm telling you, uh, I don't know exactly how it's going to come out, but I'm going to, going to uh, read something to you, uh, and it's essentially the basis of what he was uh, was preaching. And I'm going to agree with him on some of the things, but I really think this is a word, and not just for the United States. I think this is going to have global effect because globally, we're all in the same predicament. We all need the media to fall so the system can fall. Now, it might be triggered by the finances first, okay? Because we know Western civilization, the Western world, 
are all underwater with our fiat currencies and stuff like that. Okay. So there's a few different ways that can happen. And I'm not saying it's going to happen this way. I'm not making any predictions, but I think that there's something here. So I just want you to consider the words. Now, uh, for some of you who are new to the channel, this is a faith-based channel. And so I'm going to read uh, a little bit of scripture, not too much, but just a little bit. Uh, and don't, don't turn off yet. Just, just hear me out. First of all, this story is funny. Okay. This is one of my favorite stories and it's actually funny and it's going to be short. And I want to read it to you, uh, just in the way that it is in the Bible. Uh, very short, you know, it's 10 sentences to 15 sentences. And then I'm going to give you maybe an alternative reading of it. Um, <laughs> we'll call it the NJV, the, the new Jeff version. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So this is... Uh, from 1 Kings 18, and I'm going to start in verse 21. Then Elijah approached all the people and said, How long are you going to struggle with these two choices? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. But the people did not answer him so much as a word. Then Elijah said to the people, I alone am left as a prophet of the Lord, while Baal's prophets are 450 men. Now give, now have them give us two oxen and have them choose one ox for themselves and cut it up and place it on the wood, but put no fire under it. And I will prepare the other oxen and lay it on the wood and I will not put fire under it. Then you call on the name of your God, and I will call on the name of the Lord. And the God who answers by fire, he is God. And all the people replied, that, that's a good idea. So Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, Choose the one ox for yourself and prepare it first. Since there are many of you and call on the name of your God, but put no fire under the ox. So they took the ox, which was given them, and they prepared it. And they called on the name of Baal from morning until noon, saying, O oh, Baal, answer us. But there was no voice and no one answered. And they limped about the altar which they had made. And at noon, Elijah ridiculed them, saying, Call out in a loud voice. Since he is God, undoubtedly he's attending to business, or is on the way, or is on a journey. Perhaps he's asleep and will awaken. So they cried with a loud voice and cut themselves according to their custom with swords and lances until blood gushed out of them. And when midday was past, 
They raved until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice, but there was no voice and no one answered. So Elijah said to all the people, come forward to me. So all the people came forward to him and he repaired the altar of the Lord, which had been torn down. Then Elijah took 12 stones corresponding to the number of tribes of the sons of Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord has come, saying, Israel shall be your name. And with the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he made a trench around the altar, large enough to hold two measures of seed. Then he laid out the wood, and he cut the ox in pieces and placed it on the wood. And he said, fill four large jars with water and pour it on the burnt offering and on the wood. And he said, do it a second time. So they did it a second time. Then he said, do it a third time. So he did it a third time. And the water flowed around the altar. And he also filled the trench with water. Then at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice, Elijah the prophet approached and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, today let it be known that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant and that I have done all these things at your word. Answer me, Lord. Lord, answer me so that these people may know that you Lord our God, and that you have turned their heart back. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt offering and the wood and the stones and the dust, and it licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw this, they fell on their faces and they said, Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. Then Elijah said to them, Seize the prophets of Baal. Do not let one of them escape. So they seized them. And Elijah brought them down to the brook Kishon and slaughtered them there. Don't worry, I'm not ending on slaughtering. I've got something really, really positive to end with. But do you like that story? It's one of my favorite Bible stories, actually. It really is. So when I saw this video earlier, he changed a couple names. Uh, I'm going to make a little bit of different uh, interpretation of this. As I say, I, I was drawn to this, and I'm not... I'm I'm not doing blasphemy by uh, changing God's word. I'm just saying God puts these things in for us and it was it's a real historical thing. This happened. But why did God put it in the Bible? It's well, I it's obviously for us to build up our faith. It's to tell us historical accounts of some of the prophets and you know, projecting the Lord coming. But also, God does repeating patterns. 
So he probably won't, he won't be doing this exact same thing, but let's use this as a metaphor for perhaps some of the future events. So let me just change a couple of the words. Instead of Elijah, let me just say, and I'm just going to give you a, a quick reading of the story. I won't read it all for verbatim again, but I'm just going to retell the story uh, in a short version. And the church approached the people. The church, the people who know the truth, the people who know the word of God, started spreading out and saying, how long are you going to struggle with these two choices, the left versus the right, you have to be in one of these? Really? Why can't we just use common sense and have some moral morality as a standard? But if you don't believe in my morality, go, uh, Go believe in yours. By the way, Baal, uh, the prophets of Baal that we're talking about here. So Baal is one of the fallen angels. Uh, he fell with Lucifer and Moloch and things like that. And uh, offerings to Baal were typically children sacrifices. Okay. So Elijah is saying, look, you can follow the God who's done all this other stuff and has given his loving word, gave the Ten Commandments to Moses, who flooded the earth, who did all these things. You could follow him, or you can follow the one that has you kill your babies and put them on the altar. Now today in this left and right paradigm that the world is locked into, you have the right, which is talking about morality, some common sense, and you have the left that's running on women's health care, the right to kill babies. So you see there's a couple parallels here. But then there's a challenge. And he says, you know, I'm I'm the only prophet left. And really, we just have the church. There's all kinds of other religions and new age practices. But the remnant, we're the only ones sticking to the Bible and believing it. But he said to the prophets of Baal, um, let me redefine them. They were strong. There were 450 of them. Who were prophets? They're ones who proclaim. They proclaim things. They report, right? Sometimes they tell of future events. Well, the prophets of Baal, I think you could easily equate to the media today. They keep trying to push fear upon you. They keep trying to push this kill baby agenda. 
and there's lots of them and their voice is much bigger than our voice. They have the worldwide media, you know, um, we might have small channels and, you know, a few people here, but not the millions and millions and that synchronized message. You see how they, what I played that clip at the beginning, how they all speak the exact same points, just like it's scripted. So Elijah challenged them to see who's God and the people thought it was a good idea. So they went along with it and he tells the prophets of Baal, the media, put all your stuff here. This is the story you're going to run with. Put all your eggs in here, you know, behind Joey B or behind these couple issues that, uh, that the left paradigm focuses on. Put all that stuff forward. So they did. And they shouted out and they shouted out. But none of the, but their audience doesn't believe them anymore. They've been caught lying too many times, speaking false truths, elevating a false God. God's word says he will judge those. Yeah. They will be judged. And, you know, they they cried out with a loud voice and they cut themselves with their obvious lies and deceit until the blood started gushing out. When their ratings tank, their finances tank, when they have all kinds of people doing defamation suits against them and stuff like that, they could be crushed financially. The media has to go down if we want to really make positive change in this world. So we mock them. We call out to them. You pushed the Russia hoax for five years. Nothing. You even had a special investigator in Mueller who turns out he's more corrupt than anyone. You had the corrupt people investigating the one who has nothing wrong. You haven't been able to find anything to stick on DJT or many of the people that you've gone after. It's not sticking. So we mock them. What are you going to call out next? Let's say the right gets a majority. Oh, it was rigged. It's fixed. There's a problem. They really think that we are stupid. But nothing happened with all their stuff because it didn't work.
Oh, the one thing I wanted to point out to you, and this is the word that caught me. Um, so right before he started mocking them, this is when I said I just skipped through to like seven minutes or whatever. This is the word I caught. And uh, they were calling out. Oh, where is it? Uh, from basic till midday. And when he said midday, it's he, he actually alluded to midterms. And I caught up on that. And I thought, man, there's something here. There's something here. So Elijah does it. And he says, listen, not only throw put the oxen on the wood, but now get water and dump water on it and soak the wood and then make a trench all around it. And he calls down. And the true God answers and consumes the offering. And then Elijah, who was by himself, so it doesn't actually say this, but it sounds like all the people that were there to witness, well, they took these 450 people and they disposed of them. They got rid of them. I don't know, probably wouldn't do it by the sword these days, but maybe a good old hanging after a trial. So the thing is, God will answer these things. And there's just two more verses I want to read to you, uh, two more small passages. First one is from Hosea 6. Come, let's return to the Lord, for he has turn, uh, torn us. Torn us. We've been in two choices, right? For he has torn us, but he will heal us. He has wounded us, allowed us to go in our own natures, but he will bandage us. He will revive us after two days and he will raise us up on the third day that we may live before him. So let's learn, let's press on to know the Lord. His appearance is as sure as the dawn and he will come to us like the rain as the spring rains waters the earth. And when it talks about rain, it's kind of the, the spirit of God falling upon people, the veil being torn apart, um, much better connection with God, kind of like what the, uh, the apostles in the book of Acts had. And uh, just speaking of the book of Acts, I'll close with this uh, scripture. And this comes from Acts um, 14, and I hope you enjoyed the study on Acts, by the way. I thought it was really good. I, I certainly enjoyed it and grew from it. But uh, Paul and Barnabas were just healed someone, you know, and all the people thought that they were gods. They were calling them Zeus and stuff like that. And, of course, they didn't want any credit for themselves. And they responded, men, why are you doing these things? We are also men of the same nature as you, 
preaching the gospel to you to turn from these useless things and to a living God. So there's the two choices, the left and the right. I, I like to say for God or against God. There's no middle ground. Sorry, I keep interrupting the scripture scripture with my conjecture. Lord, forgive me. Um, so turn from these useless things to a living God who made heaven and the earth and the sea and everything that is in them. In past generations, he permitted all the nations to go their own ways. He did not leave himself without witness in that he did good and gave you rains from heaven and fruitful seasons, satisfying your hearts with food and with gladness. You know, I really think that we have a rough ride ahead of us. In fact, I I would suggest to you buckle up because it is going to be a bit of a rough ride. How long? I don't know. But I don't think it's long. I think it's shortly after this, what we're going through now. And at some point, for a short period, just Jeff's beliefs here, okay? I'm just telling you what I believe. But for a short period, I don't know, two, three, four, five years, we're going to have it really, really good. And then things will take a turn. But during this time that's really, really good, that's our harvest. This is what I believe. Look, there's people who know the Bible much better than I do. I'm honest about that. Uh, I'm learning. Don't put your trust in me. Read the book yourself. Ask the Holy Spirit for discernment because you can't understand it without the Holy Spirit. So just ask God to help you understand it. And, you know, one other thing that really uh, has been on my heart one thing we need to do as a community is let's start praying to God for words of encouragement to give to each other. I really think that'll make the uh, ride that we're about to go on a lot more smooth. When God gives a word of encouragement through someone else, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Hey, uh, if you haven't subscribed, please do. Uh, make sure to hit the like button. Uh, not many of you do. What's wrong? What's holding you back? Are you scared of hitting the like button? Was, I really do appreciate it. It certainly does help. And uh, if you want to support the show, there's links in the bottom. Uh, sometimes you have to copy and paste them or retype it. I don't know why. I don't understand all that stuff. But uh, if you can support the show, I could really use your help. Uh, there's links, and, and every little bit helps. I, I really do appreciate it. And uh, God bless each and every one of you. And remember, 
love your God, the real one. Love your family. Love your neighbor as yourself. And make a difference in your community. Right on, right on, right on. Live right. Live right. In the real world. Right on radio. Right on radio.